This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. It was devastating at the time, it's the only way I can really describe it, because I genuinely did love it, but I knew with complete certainty that I was never going to work for anybody again, and that this was my time. Hello, I'm Maria Staunton. And I'm Mary Costello. And this is Making It, the show that reveals the true stories of Mayo's women in business. From top executives, to artists, to female founders, to those providing essential services in our local towns. Stay with us for the next 20 minutes, and who knows, you might hear the advice or inspiration you need to get your own dream off the ground. Hello, and welcome to Making It. I'm Maria Staunton. My guest today is a Sumter Gallagher whose business, best practice is, well, why don't I let Asumta actually tell you all about it herself? Bestpractice.ie is a business that was set up in early 2018 to basically help GPs. I suppose I helped them find clarity with their, their systems and their processes and help them to become more streamlined in their practices, ultimately allowing them to run more profitable businesses and also to allow them more time to be the doctors that they want to be. She does that through consultancy, staff training, HR and recruitment services and practice audits. But Asumta told me that she thinks her real value to doctors lies in something a little less corporate sounding than that. A little bit more warm and fuzzy. I think the biggest thing that I can offer to my clients is empathy. And, and that's something I probably didn't put a whole lot of value on at the very beginning of my business. Because I suppose initially it was very much... Um, based around how do I help them to make more money? How do I how do I help them to maximise on their income? But what I found that I'm what I'm really helping them with is, you know, helping them to be think about why they do what they do, and why do they do it the way they do it? And it's very much around allowing them more time to be doctors, recognising that there are certain parts of running a practice that they don't particularly enjoy. Um, so therefore, how, how can they delegate that? So looking at the people that they have in their practice, um, effectively delegating, looking at what their strengths are and the things that they enjoy, looking at how they're doing things and is there a better way of doing things because they're so, so busy that they very, it's very rare that they take that time to step back. So I suppose the biggest thing that I have found is that when the, when the GPs who work with me do take that time to take a step back from their practice, they gain such enormous value from that. And um, because it might have been the first time ever they've done it. And it really yeah. gets them to reflect on what the whole thing is all about. And what the whole thing is all about, of course, for most GPs is caring for the patients. That's what they're in it for, not to be business owners. And I suppose that I got an, an even really great insight into that about two years ago. I was invited to do a talk up at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland and it was to a group of third year trainee GPs and they invited me in to talk to that group about the business of general practice and the challenges that, that they may have to consider even around being employers and yes. a lot of GPs really struggle with just that piece you know being the boss being the employer and because of the nature and the type of work that they do many of them find that very very difficult so a lot of the work in terms of HR that I do would be in helping them solve problems that have been pushed under the carpet for years and years 
you know, um, to do with staff issues that just haven't been dealt with. So that would be one of the areas where GPs often struggle quite a bit um, is managing people. As you can probably tell by now, Assumpta knows her business is providing something very valuable and she also has the drive to go out and sell it. I wanted to know where that ambition came from. I definitely come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, all my brothers are in one business or another. My sisters weren't as such. Um, there wouldn't have been there would have been a culture of the boys a lot in our house and, and what and what they were doing. And without exception, all of them have done have set up some sort of a business and have done very well. Um, so it was always there. It was always in the atmosphere. Um, I was the youngest of thirteen. Well, so I would have always had to maybe shout a little bit louder to get heard um, in our house growing up. Um, my mum was widowed when, she, when I was eight years old. So in terms of where I and, and now that she passed away there uh, three years ago, coming up to four years now, which is kind of crazy, actually. Um, when I reflect back on on her, because I was so young when my dad died, and how she managed all of us, and even listening back to stories of how she had managed things when she was younger and when the ki- all the kids were younger, I suppose, she was definitely an entrepreneur in her own way, mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, trying to run a family was li- of, of our size, you know, with limited resources you had to be you had to have this you know she definitely had something there that was very strong you know in terms of being able to effectively delegate keep everything going and and getting us all to a certain point in our lives i suppose as well you know so i do think i probably got a lot of it from her perhaps we all learn something from our parents management styles but assumpted didn't stop there She started in the world of general practice in the year 2000 and quickly became interested in patient-centred care and how it could be improved. I felt that we needed a more kind of a joined-up approach and surely there are better ways we could be doing things. I've always been curious, so I think that's probably where most of it came from, my curiosity. So when I began to learn about primary care and the services that were offered within it, I was always the kind of person that would think, is there an easier way or a better way we could do this, or that we could get things done? Specifically, Assumpta found that it was really hard to access information and training. She felt there was only really the Irish College of GPs and the Irish Medical Organisation. And when there was any training, it was all in Dublin. And a very personal experience of the system brought those problems home. The last few years of my mum being alive and there was various illnesses and conditions and I would have spent a lot of time with her in and out of hospitals and I experienced that thing all over again of this lack of joined up thinking. Um, So I suppose when when I'm working with GPs I very much come in with that approach of looking at what we're doing and is there a better way we can do it is there an easier way we can do it why are we doing it what motivates us to do it and ultimately what what are we trying to achieve and any doctor i speak to they will always say all i want to do is spend time with my patients i love being with my patients 
In 2006, Assumpta began working as a manager at a busy practice in Galway City. And it was there that the first stirrings of entrepreneurship came, but not immediately. So I was there only for 11 years and about, I'd say, 10 years into that, I think it was in 2016, I decided to do a course on setting up my own business. I had no idea what that business was going to be, <laughs> but I was going to do a course hoping something might spark in me. And then I met with a friend of mine during that time and we were talking about my ideas for a business and I said, really, look, I think it's going to be where my expertise is, which is in general practice. And I'm thinking about something around training, maybe, because that was something I had a struggle accessing when I was, as I'm working in it, because at that point I was still working in it. And so we came up with the name, the two of us together, Best Practice. So I registered the name, the CRO, again, not having started the business, but I registered the name back in September 2016. Staying in her job, Assumpta began making moves. For example, she went and got a train-the-trainer qualification. But just as things seemed to be getting started, she was offered a job managing another clinic. It was an innovative kind of clinic, highly patient-centred in its approach, exactly the kind of place Assumpta was interested in. It brought a whole range of healthcare providers together, from physical to mental, all in one place. She completely parked her plans for best practice and took up the job, and she loved everything about it. Unfortunately, 11 months later, it went into liquidation. And that was in February 2018. And it was devastating at the time, it's the only way I can really describe it, because I genuinely did love it. But I knew with complete certainty when that happened and after a couple of weeks when I had time to really think about my future that I was never going to work for anybody again and that this was my time to start best practice. So in my first year of business really I reflected back on that an awful lot um, because there were so many learnings you yep. know, from and mistakes that were made and being able to recognise what those mistakes were. You know, this was also a startup, you know, and I was there for 11 of the first 12 months of its life and, 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 and saw it to the very end, you know. beginning what I did was I advertised a couple of courses, receptionist courses, that were going to be held in Galway in June and uh, set them up on Eventbrite and I got four bookings for the for the course, the, the one of the courses that was going to be held in June and tr- to be honest I approached it with no fear really either at the time because I thought well what have I got to lose, this is being honest, um, but then I got four bookings and I had uh, two cancellations. Okay. So it wasn't it wasn't going so well really. So uh, my my confidence um was probably you know I was probably a little bit too confident at the time and hadn't really thought it through. But the funny part about it, and this is absolute truth, is that an hour before I went in to provide that training to this lady, she was the receptionist who'd only just started in the practice about three three or four months before that. I was terrified. I felt, oh my God, I'm not going to know any of the questions. I'm not going to know any of the answers. I felt like a complete fraud. I was literally 
shaking in shaking. my boots. <laughs> yeah. And I went in anyway and provided the training. And sure, of course, I mean, I was I was 17 or 18 years doing it at this stage. Of course, I knew the answers. And I came out of it buzzing, felt brilliant, you know. And so this was the first thing that I had got paid for in my business. And um, it was really exciting. I myself heard about Assumpta Gallagher for the first time when her application form landed on my desk in the Innovation Hub at GMIT. Uh, Empire Start was a, was a big turning point for me uh, when I applied for it back in 2018. Um, it's hard to believe now that's nearly three years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when I got accepted on Empire Start, that was the beginning of me realising actually maybe I do. I suppose that it was a sense of validation that maybe I did have a business that was worth pursuing. Are you where you wanted to be? If you look on a, you know, where you are now and when you started out, are you happy with with how things have progressed? I suppose I'm not really one of those people that's brilliant at visualising. So when I, when you ask the question, you know, how far have you come and are you surprised at how far you've come? I've really been kind of gently evolving over time, you know, where things just happen. And it's, it's kind of hard, hard to almost measure it because my I, I haven't I suppose in so many ways I, I've been quite spoilt in that most of my work has, has come through referral and I haven't really had to so I've been I've been kind of kept sort of quite busy I've never been really strategic in how that happened yes you don't you don't have to do the hard sales as such you know as in go in and do the hard selling it's, it's coming up to you now yeah, up to now I haven't, you know, whereas I think when it comes to considering how the business is going to grow, that's where I now need to become more strategic, strategic and, and have yeah. that plan in terms of where I am going forward. I think for me, um, my biggest reward would be to just increase my profile, really. Like, ultimately, I know I have so much that I can offer to my clients. The, I, I get so much motivation from helping them to, I suppose, get to why, getting them to understand why they do what they do. So my biggest aim is to become sort of recognised as that person who is an expert in what I do and that can make a difference for my clients. Hello there and thank you for checking out this event. So taking place online... Uh, my website is bestpractice.ie. That's where you'll find out more information about me. I'm also on LinkedIn under my own name, Assumpta Gallagher. So I'm happy for people to connect with me there as well. But uh, everything is on my website. We work with throughout the country. Ultimately, what we're trying to achieve is a workflow that works for everybody, that keeps us safe, keeps our patients safe, keeps our staff safe. So this was this is what this program is all about. I suppose one of the biggest things, uh, one of the biggest challenges that GPs have, if we were to even take ourselves back to March eleventh, twenty twenty, I was delivering a practice management training course um, at a hotel in Sligo, and the following day I was due to uh, work with the GP practice up in the northeast, and that evening, the following evening, I was due to deliver a talk to a group of GPs, um, in a meeting that they have monthly. So as we know, on the 12th of uh, March, everything was changing and it was announced that evening, in fact, that all the schools were closing um, with the immediate effect in that they didn't open on the Friday. Businesses, everything was, was changing literally overnight. 
But one thing that didn't really change is that GPs were at the forefront from the very, very beginning. So they had to adapt their processes very, very quickly in that they weren't sure should we lock our doors, how are we going to manage this. Everything was happening so fast. So I suppose where I found that I could really help, particularly in the early stages, would have been with the clients that I was already working with. Whereas I was able to go and talk to them about how things had now changed reflecting what those changes on, on what those changes were and seeing well now that we're not seeing patients face to face how else can we see them how do we keep our practices safe how do we communicate the changes to patients um, making sure that we're also you know looking for looking after the patients that need to be seen at the same time as, as trying to keep everybody safe but also planning for this um, I suppose avalanche um, that was coming towards them that nobody could really measure because there were so so many unknowns. One thing you haven't heard Assumpta talking about is the fact that she's a woman in business and she told me that she tends not to dwell on those kind of questions of gender but she did tell me a couple of stories that perhaps highlight differences between how men and women experience entrepreneurship. I've had my business um, referred to as a project um, I was asked how my project was going um, not that long ago, um, which, um, which was an interesting way to, to ask about it. Um, so sometimes I think maybe we're not taken as seriously. If, if I'm in a network uh, scenario and there are men in the room and I'm networking with men, I actually feel kind of relatively comfortable. Um, but there are some situations where I remember being at a course once where there was a guy sitting next to me who had been in business, um, I'd say about two months, and I had been probably about a year and a half at that stage. And you you would have thought by listening to him that he'd been in business for years because he just had this completely <laughs> different attitude um, to setting up, you know. Um, I, I do think we just overthink things a little bit. We're always second guessing. Well, I know I do anyway. And uh, I think sometimes as women, we struggle to own and uh, what we do and be really confident in it. Because the more confident in you are, you are what you do, the more people will believe you as well. If you don't really believe yourself, then other people are not going to believe you. And um, I think that sometimes maybe, maybe a little bit of a difference between men and women. You've been listening to Making It. A massive thank you to Assumpta Gallagher for coming on the show. As she mentioned, her website is bestpractice.ie. Hey, maybe tell your own GP about it. Myself and Mary would love to hear what you think of the show. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, all at makingitmayo or email makingitmayo at gmail.com. This show was recorded remotely for Claymorris Community Radio. For more great locally med programmes, visit ccr946.ie. I'm Maria Staunton and thank you for listening. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee.